WOL Washington, D.C. W240DJ Washington. 95.9 WMMJ HD3 Bethesda. WKYS HD3 Washington. WPRS HD3 Waldorf and worldwide at WOLDCnews.com. The views and opinions of the following show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of News Talk 1450 WOL, Radio 1 Incorporated, or their management. Washington, D.C., Virginia, Maryland, the whole DMV area, and those that are listening to us on the WOLDCnews.com app. It is a wonderful day, and it's an honor to be here again today. Another beautiful Monday. I think now most of the little ones are heading back to school or homeschooling or whatever their situation might be. Um, and I'm just glad to be here. We're going to talk a little bit more. And for those who are not aware, this is the Uncle Devin Show, and I am, guess what, Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. And this show is dedicated to parents, teachers, and guardians of children uh, anywhere to teach them about the importance that music and arts plays in a child's development. Uh, this is one of the first times that you have a show like this that's on both AM and FM station and definitely within the Radio 1 network, and I want to thank um uh, Kathy Hughes for p- creating this platform for me to be able to do this. And also, um, the Uncle Devin Show is an interactive musical experience for children that uses drums and percussion to cultivate their minds. Sort of a dynamic cross between DC's Trouble Funk and Schoolhouse Rock. And as I'm going to be talking with my first guest, um, we both are teaching artists, um, but uh, I know that I can do, uh, I, we do assemblies, residencies, workshops. Uh, and the like. So we're going to uh, talk a lot about that. Uh, stay tuned for the, in the second half of the show. Um, we're going to have uh, Will Keeps is his stage name, uh, a brother coming out of uh, Des Moines, Iowa. That's going to be talking to us about some very important work that he's been doing using music to educate and motivate uh, uh, children and at-risk youth out in Des Moines, Iowa. So stay tuned at 1230. We're going to share that with you. And today's show is brought to you by I Am We Nation Radio. That's I Am We Nation Radio. And uh, it's the first 24-7 online music radio station dedicated to uh, children with a and it actually comes with an urban twist so you're going to hear some hip-hop some go-go some jazz some reggae some a little bit of everything from around the world and it's for our children and part of it is to help do what i'm doing here on this show and that is to eradicate what i call music adultification that's where we force our children to listen to inappropriate adult music instead of providing them providing them with age appropriate and culturally relevant music and so with that, um, I'm honored to have my guest here who is doing this chat, doing just that, uh, helping to provide music and arts for our children. Um, we, we both are colleagues with uh, the Young Audiences Arts for Learning and with the Wolf Trap Institute for Early Learning. 
Um, and I've, it's funny, we've had a few conversations, but this is going to probably be, be our first in-depth conversation about the important work that, that she does. Uh, she's a theater and ch- a teaching artist um, that, that works in and around the area, and I'm just going to let her talk a, a lot more about the wonderful work that, that she has and continues to do. And so I'm just honored to, uh, to have and, and to have her little ones here with us as well. And we're going to uh, in- make sure we interview uh interview them as well but i am honored to be able to have kalisha thorpe price is that correct yes okay welcome to the uncle devin show thank you for having us all right it's honor i know i have been talking with you and others um and my goal is to let people know about the important work that we all do but definitely the work that you do in in the work that you do and also introduce your little ones for us um my daughter is annabelle say hello hi annabelle hello (laughs) and and my son is Brian Luke. What's up? Uh, what's up, Brian Luke? I like that. I love that. Okay. So, um, Kalisha, tell us, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where are you from? Um, and, yeah. So, I'm originally from Freehold, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, not too far from the shore. Okay. Um, but then I came down to Morgan State mm-hmm. for undergrad okay. um, in theater. Uh-huh. I left for a little bit and went down to Central Florida uh-huh. for my master's in arts management. Oh, and while okay. I was there, I had the opportunity to work as a drama teacher in the Orange County public school system. Okay. Yeah. So, so arts management, how, how, arts management, what is that? So, and everyone always asks <laughs> that question. So arts management is just the behind-the-scenes stuff that everyone um, mm-hmm. usually doesn't think about. Okay. So when you think about a theater, mm-hmm. that could be the person who's working in accounting. Mm-hmm. That could be the person who <laughs> is um, writing um, the grants for development. Mm-hmm. But my particular area was um, arts outreach. Okay. So at Wolf Trap and Arena Stage, I worked with coordinating residencies, mm-hmm. um, bringing students out to see the shows, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Okay. So you also work with uh, Arena Stage as well. Uh, yes. That's what's at, what actually brought me back to okay. um, the D.C. metro area. Like I said, I was in mm-hmm. Florida for a while. Right. And I felt that I wasn't doing the best I could do as a classroom teacher. Mm -hmm. I needed some more training as a drama teacher. Mm -hmm. So I came Mm -hmm. back up as an Alan Lee Hughes fellow Ah. at Arena Stage in their education department. So so talk a little bit about that. I'm not familiar with uh, what Arena Stage offers, but from your experience, do do you still work with them? Um, Not recently, Okay, But what what type of programming did did you do when you were there, though? Oh, wow. The fellowship was amazing. So um, as an Alan Lee Hughes fellow, Mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to work with the education director in um, managing and coordinating uh, professional development residencies for teachers, Mm -hmm. um, workshops for teachers, as well as working in the classroom as a teaching artist. At that time, our big program was the Student Playwrights Program. Mm -hmm. And in that program, we had, we worked, put teaching artists in classrooms to work with students to write original plays. Um, And there was a big um, citywide competition at the time, the Student Playwright Festival, where professional actors and directors would um, perform the student plays. Wow. So now, have you ever worked with the international performing arts organizations like IPAY or anything like that? No. Okay. Because I, I, I'm very familiar with them. I was going to apply last year. I think I'm going to pl- apply this year. But as an artist, one of the, the, the I don't say challenges, but what I have to now work on is turning my show into theater. 
Now, what? How would you describe the difference? Now, now, now so you you're in the arts general, so um, you you deal more with, with theater. What would be your advice to artists who may want to try to branch into the whole field of being, you know, going into theater? I think on the flip side of that, where I consider myself primarily a theater artist. Mm -hmm. um, when I specifically started working with early childhood, mm -hmm. I had to do more music. Oh, oh right. That's um, right. right. So, you know, I, with the early childhood, I couldn't go in and write plays right okay. off of, you know. Right. We couldn't go in and start performing things that I was used to doing with older mm -hmm. students. So I found myself branching out and doing more music, okay. which... You know, music has always been a part of my upbringing, a mm -hmm. part of what I do, but I definitely don't consider myself a musician. So okay. you find that little risky yeah. piece where you're thinking, like, should I do this? Yeah. Is it going to work? Yeah. So, um, you know, mm -hmm. what you're saying is branching out more into theater. I take that risk. Okay. Yeah. Um, just little baby steps at a time. Right. And... You know, we're connected to so many other artists and teaching artists. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, just reaching out to other artists and saying, hey, do you think it would work if I tried this? And mm -hmm. I think we're always willing mm -hmm. to help each other out right. and, and give advice. So what did you end up doing musically? Uh, so with my early childhood students, I do so much music. <laughs> okay, right. I do so much music. Uh -huh. So I bring a djembe. Every okay. time I yes. come. Yes, yes. The djembe, you know, I wrote in my children's book uh, um, for the letter djembe that it, it, the word djembe means all gathered together in peace. I did not know that. Yes. So that's a, <laughs> very natural that you would even bring up the djembe. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to write uh -huh. that down yes. now because mm -hmm. so I, I pride my classes on building community mm -hmm. and ensemble. Mm -hmm. um, so I always start with the djembe. Yes. I use it a lot for um, classroom management, mm -hmm. getting the children's attention, mm -hmm. um, bringing us all together on one accord. Right. And, you know, early childhood, we use a lot of steady beat yes. um, with the yes. students. But the main reason I brought it in because I was singing, mm -hmm. but I didn't play an instrument. Yeah. Students don't want to hear you <laughs> sing acapella. <laughs> so I thought, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Right. And I had bought this beautiful uh, djembe drum from Kofi, Kofi Dennis. Oh, well, the Kofi the Dennis. The Kofi he, Dennis. He will be on the show. <laughs> I, Kofi, if you're listening, I haven't forgotten about you because he. I, I can't do nothing without having a master on. But go ahead. And I was so intimidated by this drum. Okay. It became a decoration okay. in my house. Okay. And then finally I said, uh, just bring it in one day. Take yeah. that risk. Yeah. And I brought it in and the students were so yes. excited. Yes. And I noticed the next day when I didn't bring it in, they mm -hmm. were like, whoa, where's the drum? <laughs> so that's when I realized, oh, my gosh, mm -hmm. I have to bring a drum every day to class. So we began using it with our warm-ups. Um, I even um, tell stories with the drum, if they're rhythmic stories or poems that we're dramatizing. So I end up using it so much um, with the students. Okay, wonderful. And speaking of the students, let's let's turn to your your little ones here now. As the Ab, what is it, Abig? Annabelle. Annabelle and Brian Luke. Brian Luke. Okay. Now, do you all like music? And, and come closer to the mic so we can we can talk to you a little bit. So, do you like music? Yes. Now, what type of music do you like? Uh, Michael Jackson. You like Michael Jackson? Oh, you know what? You're my favorite already. I, like I love Michael. Pop. You like pop? <laughs> What's your favorite pop song right now? Um, thriller. Thriller. Oh, okay. So y'all both are Michael Jackson fans. They okay. Are, they are big Jackson 5 fans. Jackson 5, which is very important. I love the Jackson 5. In fact, on I Am We Nation, I played two of their songs. When Michael Jackson sung Ben, 
I don't know if you ever heard that. And when he sung Rockin' Robin. I don't know if you remember that, those songs. Go back and listen to those two songs. They're great, great, great songs. But, of course, I love ABC. Yeah. It's easier than one, two, three. We're uh, big I Want You Back fans. You want you back? <laughs> I want you back. Yeah. <laughs> but it took them a while to even realize, like, mm-hmm. oh, Michael Jackson had this separate thing. Yes. But So I had to actually pull up videos yes. and they were like wait where's the rest of the group right right <laughs> so in in terms of even the work that you do what impact have you seen on your children in terms of either in theater or music or art in any way uh well and, and pull up a little bit more closer to the mic yeah well when i first started doing um when i branched out from the admin work with wolf trap and became a wolf trap teaching artist mm-hmm. uh luke what brian luke was about uh maybe one years old at the time barely one years old um, so I ended up testing a lot of my early childhood lessons mm-hmm. on Brian Luke. Oh, okay. So okay. I, I would play with him and kind of test things out and figure out, you mm-hmm. know, if this going to work with this age or, you know, what's mm-hmm. going to work. Right. So um, my children inform my work more than anything okay. or anyone. Absolutely. Okay. And, and to me, that's the most important thing. Um, in fact, let me try something with you all, with the little ones. Have you all ever... Um, Okay, we got two minutes. Ever done the hand bone? You know what the hand bone is? No, we have no clue. No. The hand bone. No, uh-uh. <laughs> the hand bone is an African drum technique that uses the entire body to produce different sounds. You want me to show you real quick? Yeah. Okay, real quick. We got to do it real quick. Okay, wait. Put your hands up like this. Okay. Uh, uh, first, you take your hand that you used to say hi. Bring it down low and hit up on your thigh. People might look at you funny and ask why. What's that called? I'm doing a hand bone. Let's try it off from your thigh. Ready? One, two, three, four. The next thing you do is don't give your hand rest. Because after you hit your thigh, hit one time on your chest. You put both together, then you can confess real loud that I'm doing a hand bone. Okay? Let's try both of them together. One, two. One, two. One, two. One, two. Okay, two more. Real quick before we go to break. The next thing you do is just follow my command. Hit the top of your thigh with the back of your hand. You put all three together like a rotating fan. What is it called? The hand bone. The hand bone. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two. Now, don't beat yourself up over there. Please don't beat yourself up. (laughs) Okay? The last thing you do, and don't you be shy. Let's finish all three parts with a slap on your thigh. I tell you what, we're going to finish the hand bone. We got to go take a quick little break, and we're going to finish the hand bone when we come back on the end of the break. Is that fine? Sure. Okay, you're listening to the Uncle Devin Show here on WOL 1450 AM 95.9. We'll be right back. All right. And you're listening to Uncle Devin's show here on WOL 1450 AM, 95.9 FM, uh, on your listener dial. Um, in studio with me, I have the one and only Kalisha Thorpe Price uh, in studio with her two beautiful children. How old are you? Give oh, me your ages. How old are you, Annabelle? Five. Annabelle is five, and? I'm eight. You're eight. Five and eight. Okay, so let's finish doing the hand bone real quick, okay? So remember, we had two, we had all three parts. The last part, we you finish with a slap in your thigh. We go one, two, three, slap. One, two, three, slap. One, two, three. Let me take my my, my let me take my hands off so we can really get into it. One, two, three, slap. 
One, two, three, slap. Now you want to see me go faster? Yeah. Now when you really get good, and, and the genius of African people, when we got when the drum, they took the drum from us, and we had to come up with a drum. We used our bodies, and it went like this. Is this fast enough? <laughs> I'm gonna go faster. Ready? <laughs> oh, wow. You're looking good over it. there. <laughs> well, you know, if you go to Uncle Devin's YouTube page, I have a video teaching how to do the hand bone. I was about your age when I'm um, about eight. I was 10 years old when I actually learned it. So you're a little younger, but you can get access to it. You can learn it, and then you can become a hand bone specialist yourself. So, uh, so Kalisha, let's talk a little bit more about um, when did you first start working with uh, uh, Wolf Trap? Oh, wow. Um, when I came up, I, I first started at Wolf Trap in 2007 as an education assistant. Okay, okay. Um, so I was there, and then I left, mm -hmm. but I returned as a teaching artist. A little after Brian Luke was born, mm -hmm. I decided that I needed a little more flexibility in my schedule. I needed mm -hmm. more time with my son, mm -hmm. and that's when I realized I was ready to start working on my own and, okay. and do more teaching artist work. And how about with young audiences? Um, I started working with young audiences a little while later. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say around 2012, 2013. So exactly what do you do? So if, 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 if there's a school listening right now and want to bring you in, what, what do you do and what can you offer them? Um, so as far as early childhood, mm -hmm. uh, the Wolf Trap program that I do with mm -hmm. both uh, young audiences and uh, Wolf Trap in Virginia, um, we do um, using the arts, using theater, music, and movement mm -hmm. to teach literacy, mm -hmm. math, right. um, all of your STEM. Yes. Um, so dramatizing stories. um mm -hmm. Uh, teaching things, just basic math stuff, one-on-one um, -on -one correspondence. Mm -hmm. um, I had a great session with magnets this okay. year. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, movement and force. Uh, we do so much, so much with not the to, young ones. Not to put you on the spot, and if you don't have anything, don't worry about it. Is there any, can you give a little snippet using your children here um, of something that you may do in the classroom? And if you want to think about it for a moment, you can. Okay. But if if it's something that you got right now that you want to just kind of show a little bit, what I, like, I just used the hand bone. Um, and as part of my uh, residency, I have once used the hand bone to teach teach children their syllables and how to count money, the, the nickel, the dime, the oh, penny, wow. and each part of the body represented a different part of uh, uh, one of the coins. And so, um, so I, that, that's, that's some of the things that, that I do, but I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm learning so much. I think I learn more than I actually teach because mm -hmm. after I leave a class, the children have taught me some other techniques to use when I go into to other classes. So if you can think of something or if you want to share something or you a storyteller, if you have a, a, a story or something that you just want to share, feel free. But if not, I don't want like I said, I don't, I didn't prep you for that beforehand. So I don't want you to have to worry about trying to come up with something. Uh, well, Annabelle has been in some of my classes recently. Okay. Um, and she's five. Okay. Um, and something we learned so much from the teachers that we mm -hmm. work with. One right. of my teachers that I've worked with a lot, Miss um, Jenny Green. Okay. Hey, Miss Jenny um, Green. <laughs> she uses these great photos to teach um, letters and letter sounds. Mm -hmm. And Annabelle, you might remember. So when you see the the photo of the letter A, do you remember the sound and the movement that you do for that? Ah! <laughs> um, how about B? Do you remember what we do for B? B, B, B. 
Oh, so the, okay. So the, the card has the picture of the letter yeah. and a, a picture and a letter on it, and then the students are learning the sound and an action yeah. to go with it. Very important. So the letter A is a face screaming, so they know, ah! Yeah. So they remember A is that ah sound. Okay. So they get a visual. Yes. You know, they get to act it out. They yes. get to do it verbally. So it gets it gives them a lot of different modalities to learn those letters and those wow. sounds, okay. and it really sticks to them. Well, I can see. I mean, and, and <laughs> because that's something that they will they'll keep with them for life and and it's not just linear where people will will only focus in on on one particular area or something like that so if someone wanted to reach you and contact you and say we want we, we want Kalisha to come to our school what's the best way for them to do that the best way to do that is via my email okay what's your email and my email is so easy okay. to remember <laughs> because when your name is Kalisha your email can be Kalisha at gmail.com. Okay. Just my first name at gmail.com. And spell your first name? K-H-A-L-E-S-H-I-A. Okay. And for those that um, are watching and following us on Facebook, uh, my wife is going to put that up uh, in just a moment. So spell it one more time. Just make sure we have it right. K-H-A-L-E-S-H-I-A. Okay. And and the reason why we're doing this is because, again, the the, the work that – that Kalisha and other teaching artists are doing, you know, you, you can imagine in a country like this that people say that they value children, but when it comes to, you know, they say your, your money is where your heart is, they don't put a lot of resources into it. And so I'm grateful for organizations like Wolf Trap and Young Audiences and and now you told me about other, you know, Arena Stage and others that are creating this platform where teachers, and we can help assist teachers in their curriculum. I mean, that to me is very, very important. It is. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I work with elementary school students with the Folger Shakespeare program, and we mm. have third graders doing Shakespeare. Wow. Where, where's that based out of? <laughs> um, Folger Shakespeare um, Library yes. in Washington, D.C. Oh, so it's right across from the Verizon Center? Is it's that the right one? It's right around the corner from the uh, Library of Con Congress okay. and right near the Capitol Building. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of the Shakespeare, the new the, the, uh, the Shakespeare yes. Theater. It, yeah, but... Shakespeare Theater Company as well. I okay. do work with them. Okay. Um, from um, they do work as young as early childhood all the way up through high school um, okay. and adults. And okay. you, you know, you go into a, a classroom and children have some children have never even heard of Shakespeare. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, that, that's important. But to have them reciting and, and again, they will re remember that for for life. Yes, definitely. I mean, that's that's very important. And so um, I, I'm just glad that your children are here because this is what the, the whole show is about. It's about educating children about the importance that music and arts plays and and what we call music literacy, you know, making sure that they are aware because, you know, as parents, you know, as a parent, you may not always be around your child. But if they hear something and you've educated them and you continue to educate them about what is right and what is wrong, they will make the right decisions. And, and so we're trying to and I'm trying to develop a structure that will help an, a parent uh, figure out how to make that happen, because a lot of times people just don't know and they leave it for chance. I, I, I definitely agree. And I think the music that we listen to is mm -hmm. the music that our children listen. That's to. right. That's right. When I was a child, my mom listened to so much Sade. <laughs> and at the time I was just like, uh, but uh -huh. now every time, you know, I want to hear that. Now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we took the kids to uh, Wolf Trap about two weeks ago. 
uh, for uh, Lincoln Center Jazz oh, at Winmore's yeah. house. Oh my goodness! I, I wanted to catch that because we, in fact, at Wolf Trap, you say right? Yes. And I couldn't make it because I was out of town, but I wanted to make. How was that? First of all, it was great. Yeah. The the kids loved it. Did you guys like that jazz concert? Yeah. Uh-huh. Tell me a little bit about um what you, what did you learn from watching uh, Wynton Marsalis at Wolf Trap? What was your favorite part, Luke? Because I think you had a favorite part. The trumpet. The trumpet. What did you like about the trumpet? Oh, Baba Black Sheep? Oh, oh yeah, okay. they did a fancy version of Baba Oh, yeah. Black Sheep. <laughs> well, I can imagine what Whitney Marsalis did with that. Oh, and what was your favorite part? Did you did you enjoy it too? Yes. What, what did you like what did you like about it? Uh the trumpet. Do you like the trumpet too? Uh-huh. Now, do either one of you all like to play music or do you play music? Um We're we're experimenting a okay, little bit. Okay, that's right that's now. great. We're and drums? I, okay. I don't play the drums, though. So okay. we have some different... At the house, we have a djembe. We have a keyboard. Okay. This child begged for a trumpet for Christmas that yeah. he has to start practicing <laughs> really on yet. I want a trumpet. You want a trumpet, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, whatever you get. Now, you're going to have to practice it because they, they, they cost a lot, and your parents will spend the money... But you got to at least try it. Now, later on in life, if you say, you know what, I don't care for it, that's okay. But as long as you try, you always have to try the instruments and play. How about any other types of art? You like to dance? These these children, as soon as music comes on, they can sing every song. They can, and I mean, they just go crazy when, uh, when they hear music. You like freestyling? Yeah. You can freestyle. Freestyling what? Dance I or, like or, the shuffle. When music comes on, Luke's look looks like he's at a rave. Like he needs some glow sticks. <laughs> See, I should have bought my instruments in. I should have bought it and had had some music. Or even though I, you know, we always carry the instrument because our body is the instrument. In fact, you know, a percussion instrument. You say you like percussion. The body was the first percussion instrument. You can either shake. Let me see you shake. You can shake your hands. You can shake your elbows. You can shake your knees. Or you can scrape two things together. Let me see you scrape. Or you can strike. That's Uncle Devin's 3S superheroes. You shake, scrape, or strike. And so if you do that to make music using your body, you are a percussionist. And so I want to thank you all for coming into the show today. You all were wonderful, and I wish you all a wonderful school year. And Kalisha, I, I look forward to working with you throughout the rest of the year, and I hope uh, you have a, also a very successful and, and rewarding year, as I'm sure you always have in the school system. And thank you for having us, and I look forward to learning some more of your techniques. I'm really excited to, to look into this hand bone a little well, more. I need to learn the theater, and we can I can teach you some of the percussion <laughs> yeah, instruments. Well, I want you to stay tuned. We're gonna uh, when we come back, we're gonna go to Des Moines, Iowa. I always put the S's at there, and I'm not supposed to. It's Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, we're gonna uh, listen to and talk and interview Brother Will Keeps in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Washington D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM WOF at 95.9 FM. I guess sings music uh, that denigrates our, our own self um, on a regular and a recurring basis. And um, 
And, and and if we don't have any music to counter that for our children, then our children will grow up singing that same music, thinking negatively of themselves. And so uh, this is some of the things that we want to um, challenge uh, on this show. And also, I want to say that the second half of the Uncle Devin show is brought to you by the ABCs of Percussion. The ABCs of Percussion is a children's book written by yours truly, Uncle Devin. Uh, it is a... Uh, a children's book that for every letter of the alphabet, there's a percussion instrument named after it. And it comes with an audio CD where you can hear what each instrument sounds like. You can go to the Uncle dot com and click on book for more information. It's uh, available on Amazon as well. That's the Uncle dot com for the ABCs of percussion uh, uh, with music CD. I'm I'm proud and honored to have the next guest uh, coming to us from Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, it's, uh, I, I, I was introduced to him through my brother, uh, through a friend of my bro- brother, uh, and I think she pronounces it Saad, Saad, Sa- uh, I, you know what? I said it perfectly when I was on the phone with her. I'm terrible with names. Uh, Saad, uh, Saad, 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 it, it'll come to me. And, and she, she's, she's, uh, connected to me on, uh, Facebook, so she'll probably spell it phonetically, spell it out for me. But the next guest is coming to us from there, and this brother here has been a champion for motivating, educating, and working with young people throughout uh, the state of uh, Des Moines. And, I mean, the state of Iowa in Des Moines and around the country through some wonderful, I mean, very, very wonderfully produced uh music videos and music uh and it's none other than uh will keeps welcome to the uncle devin show what's up man hey and her name is saida saida is it saida i did not not even say that the last time thank you very much saida saida we got you and she said she loved the baby musicians i'm sitting there looking at it saida and you know what i I don't think you know what i'm so far away from my computer i didn't see the e in there that would have reminded me all i saw was two A's in the, in the first part of that. But thank you, Saida, for connecting us. And, Will, thank you for coming uh, and being a guest on the Uncle Devin Show. Man, I'm honored to be here, man. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, I think that um, – now, first of all, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Who, who, you know, I know you in, you're in uh, Des Moines now, but I th- believe you started in Chicago. So talk a little bit about your, you know, where, kind of where you grew up and your, and your upbringing. I'm from the uh, south side of Chicago, 95th okay. and Troop. Okay. Um. And, you know, I had a I had a tough life, you know what I'm saying, growing up where uh I was molested as a kid, you know what I'm saying, and um I was I joined a gang where I was left for dead at fifteen years old and I saw one of my friends get killed, got shot in the head right in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it kinda it kinda messed up my whole life mentally and I didn't even know it. You know okay. what I'm saying? I I I became like this person. I I became something that was not me. You know what I mean? And right. so it just it just made me be this 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 hateful person, this person who like was needy, this person who wanted you to, I wanted you to uh, fear me, you right. know what I'm saying? Because I felt like I was being a, I felt like I was being, you know what I'm saying? Scared to to go home, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's it's crazy, man. So mm-hmm. it just it just the things I've been through from Chicago, man, just messed me up a little bit. Okay, okay. And so you started there, and uh, at, how did you end up in uh, in Des Moines? In Des Moines. Well, I came here because my brother was out here, and I kept getting in trouble in Chicago, and I just told myself I need to find a whole new spot. Okay. You know what I'm saying? To do something different. I need to get away. Because if I stay here in Chicago still doing what I was doing, I'd probably be dead in jail. So I okay. decided, you know what I mean, to go 
so my where my brother was at, and I never even heard of the no Des Moines, Iowa. I was about to you ask I mean? you. I, I like, mean, out of all, you somebody want to get in the way. I, now my wife has a cousin there, but I've never been there. And um, so, talk a little bit about the you know the the demographics of of, of uh, you know of, of Des Moines and, and Iowa in general. Well, when I first came out here, it was all about you know what I'm saying like it wasn't hype. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. like where's the the music was slow. We, you know, we got the music like. Five years later, you know what <laughs> okay, I mean? It's like, right. it's like, it, it, and it was like it was number corn out here, cornfield. You know, everything was just so slow. Mm-hmm. But, but the beauty thing about me coming out here is that I needed that, mm-hmm. that chill. You okay. know what I'm saying? I needed that, that I needed to relax. I needed to get away from right. all that stuff. So the more Iowa was like the perfect place for me to be. Okay. You know what I mean? And you can grow here. Okay. Is it is it sort of like an urban city? Is it a, a royal city? How would you describe it? It's more of a royal city, you know what okay. I'm saying? It's only like two percent, you know what I'm saying? Blacks in Des Moines, Iowa. Okay. You know what I mean? I was ask it's you only that. like nine percent minorities, you know what I'm saying? In the whole state. Okay. You know, so it's like, so it's it's more royal, you know. So it's but the thing is, is that we we learn to adapt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and I, I, you know, so you ended up going to Des Moines. Now, what? Now, having that change of environment and, you know, somewhere something clicked where you decided to channel that energy that you had, that negative energy into positive energy. What was it? And 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 what did what did what did it manifest? The first thing that changed with me is when I had my first my first child. OK. You know what I mean? Yes. And I and I and I told myself, you know, I can't be the same person. And now I'm taking care of somebody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. And when I saw my first daughter, I, I mean, I, when I held her in my arms, it's like something just hit me. And the crazy thing is, is that mm-hmm. before I was molested, I was this kid that was just a nice kid, cool kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I had a good spirit. Right. And it's like when I when when my had my daughter in my arms, mm-hmm. it's like it came back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like that that good spirit mm-hmm. came back. You know what I mean? And yeah. And that was the beginning of it. You know, okay. there's more things that happened later to help me grow even more. But that was the beginning. Wow. Wow. So, you know, the child really changed your life, you know, and and, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and children should change our lives. I mean, you know, we have a purpose and a direction, but just the love and the joy that 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 new life brings um, should re- regenerate us um, into into greatness. And so so then as you started, you know, you, you had your child. Uh, I know now, you know, I, I saw some of your wonderful, I mean, just marvelous videos. Um, I saw one um, the other day. There was one where you're getting off the bus um, and it was bus a station. Yeah, yeah, from the bus station. Talk a little bit about your music and how you got into it. Well, I got into music because um I was a Michael Jackson fan. Oh, you know what? This is the Michael Jackson <laughs> show. I want you to know that the kids love Michael Jackson. I love Michael Jackson. So, okay. All right. Man, I had Michael Jackson posters all over my wall. Dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was crazy. So I got into music with that. I started dancing, doing a Michael Jackson dance and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting to rap more when I started listening to uh, Biggie. Okay. Um, okay. But my favorite, my favorite group ever, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. The people that I listened to that I really wanted to get into music uh-huh. was Jodeci. Ah, uh, you know why, why Jodeci? Jodeci? I love Jodeci, but why, why for you? Why Jodeci? Because Jodeci had that edge, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And they came out with something different, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like when Casey and JoJo started singing, yeah. it was, it was, it was like it's it meant to be, you know right, what I mean? Right. It's like it meant to be, and it it touched me. It even touched me more than Boys and Men, even though I love Boys and Men. Right. But right. Jodeci, 
Jodeci touched me. Okay. And so I became more into music, more into music. Mm-hmm. But I was never I was never a rapper, you know what I'm saying? I was just always an R and B singer. Okay. And um yeah. So as I got older, you know what I mean, um I started doing more I was doing more a lot of sex songs, you know, I wanna be the sex symbol, you know what I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it it got to the point one day mm-hmm. when I was um in my living room mm-hmm. and my and my son and my nephew came to me and said, um my son said, Dad, you know, uh, my best friend just got killed today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Wow. He was like, yeah, he said he got killed today. And um, and they were, they were just talking. They were just crying. And he just came to me and said, you know what, Dad? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, all of them, really. I, want, I don't want to just yeah. – all of them came to me. Even my daughter, you know what I'm saying, came to me. And they was like, yo, why don't you do something about what's going on in the community? Why don't you use your music? And your voice about what's going on in the community, so we can stop some of these things wow. that's going on okay. out here. Okay. And when they said that to me, I was like, you know what? I felt that it's mm-hmm. like something hit me in my soul. That you know what I mean? Conviction and I was right like, there. Yeah, they, 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 they looking at you. They, they convicted you. It's like, okay, you do something about it. I mean, that's and that's a right, real, but in a real loving way. I love that. And so, man, I went upstairs and I did this song called "Wake Up Iowa." Okay. And when I did a song called Wake Up Iowa, we did a video for it and everything, man. And I even had one of the uh, rappers out here named Subject One get on there, and mm-hmm. he did an unbelievable job on this song. Mm. And we did a video, and all of a sudden, it caught the attention of the police. Okay. And it caught the attention of the community. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened was, is, and it got all over the news and everything, man. It was crazy. And I was like, yo, what just happened here? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't right. think this song was going to do that. Right. And I was a, I was the first, you know what I'm saying, artist to ever do a song in a, in a Polk County jail. They let me go into Polk County jail to do this, wow. this video. Wow. And um, so it, it raised a lot of attention, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so as this was happening, the police loved the song. Okay. But the streets didn't love it so the streets didn't love it so much. Okay. okay. And the reason why the streets didn't love it so much because they started out with working with the police and then the some of the lyrics I said in my song. When mm-hmm. you walk outside your house, what do you see? You see nothing but houses, cars and trees. And then I was like, you know, it seemed like we go out here and we look for the fire. The fire is not when we walk outside the door. We go look for the fire because we're in Iowa. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so okay. a lot of the gangsters out here was like, yo, you know what I mean? Like Oh, there's gangsters out here. What? I'm and I told them I'm saying I'm not saying there's not gangsters out here. I'm saying, but when you walk outside your door, what do you see? So from Chicago, when I walked outside my door, I saw nothing but gangsters. Mm-hmm. I wish I only saw trees, cars, houses. Yeah. Yeah. I wish that's the only thing I saw. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wanted them to understand, like, yo, I know everything is going to happen in different cities. And it's, and it's a level two, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, the gangs and stuff like that in different cities. But don't get to the point where we're trying to be a Chicago. We're trying to be a St. Louis. We're trying to be a Baltimore. But we, our kids are walking outside their house, and they see nothing but crackheads, gangsters, and they're afraid to walk the neighborhood. Yeah. So I had to get on him about that. Mm-hmm. I even, he called, this guy, one of the gangsters called me up, and I was like, do me a favor. Because he, he was like, I don't like what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? You're working with the police, you know what I'm saying? I look suspect and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I said, do me a favor, walk outside your crib. Mm-hmm. And he said, for what? You know what I'm saying? I said, since you called me, walk mm-hmm. outside your crib. Do me a favor, walk outside your crib. Mm-hmm. So he walked outside the house. He said, okay, I'm out here. I said, what do you see? He said, what are you talking about? I said, what do you see? He said, I see my car. I said, what else? He said, I see some trees, dude. What, I mean, what you talking about? I said, exactly, man. Mm-hmm. I said, Ain't, don't that feel good? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to keep, where you can walk outside your house and that's all you see. 
Okay. Okay. I see. Yeah. You know, and and you talking about you know um, the work that you did, and 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 I mean, you know, the, the, of course, there's a history. Uh, the you know the 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 police and the co- in our communities and the, and and a level of distrust from and I can go on and on and on. I, you know, I work with an mm-hmm. organization in Washington D.C. that is uh, trying to create community control of the police, where we don't necessarily have the actual police force um, uh, that 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 exists now. What we call a state police force, but we create our own to communicate to, to control our own. So I know you had those dynamics that you've had to have to deal dealt with how i think how have you been able to make that connection and build the the, the connection with those since doing that first um uh, video the community or the police the community community, the community. Mm-hmm. well today you know what i'm saying the community is it, so crazy how it things work when i first started you know what i'm saying working with the police you know what I'm saying? they didn't understand it they called mm-hmm. me a snitch they called me uncle tom they called me everything okay you know what i mean and mm-hmm. they they got on me real tough but i knew in my heart that i had I had to I had to be at the table with them so okay. I can get them to understand my community, understand my people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people, like I told you, it's a royal state. You know okay. what I'm saying? So right. they don't understand the, the culture. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to be at the table to get them to understand the culture. But they, but some, I'm not going to say all the community, but some people in the community did not understand that. And mm-hmm. mostly the streets, okay. you know what I'm saying, didn't understand that. Right. And so now... Mm-hmm. So now when they see that it grew mm-hmm. and how, you know what I'm saying, man, I took, I took, I took handcuffs off kids. Like, please give me keys to take handcuffs off the kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To say they come in with me. It's, 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 it's situations where police will, will, will pick up a kid and call me and say, do you know this, such and such? I say, yeah. They say, well, he did this and did that. You know what I'm saying? What do you want me to do? I said, let him go. I'm come, I'll be up there in a minute. Send, give him to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they can be in my program. Right. They can they can do things with me. So now the community is like, yo, okay, now nah, I see. But yeah. if I would have gave up because because some yeah. of them was like was calling me names, I would never have this position right now to help the youth. Okay. To teach the police how right. to deal with us. You know what I mean? Right. It's like I you agree. have to be at the table to get them to understand. You can't do it without being at the table. And you know, we'll and you we, have to we, make a huge impact on it. And we're gonna we're gonna take a a, a a break and we wanna I wanna come back to that and see if there's even a connection with what you just said and what has been happening uh, recently with um Jay Z and NFL and a lot it sound I hear similar conversations going on with that but also the work mm-hmm. that you've been doing with the governor of um of Iowa as well so i want i want you to hold tight in 60 seconds we're going to talk you're All talking right. to william holmes uh will keeps we'll be right back don't go anywhere washington dc's news talk 1450 AM, WOL, 95.9 FM. And we're back. Welcome back to the Uncle Devin Show here on WOL, 1450 AM, 95.9 FM. Uh, on, on, on the phone is my guest, um, uh, from uh, all the way from Des Moines, Iowa, we have William Holmes, aka Will Keeps. Uh, we're going to continue the conversation, and, and again, today's show is brought to you by the ABCs of Percussion. Uh, the ABCs of Percussion is a children's book that lists for every letter of the alphabet. There's a percussion instrument that's listed. Beautiful illustrations, and it comes with an audio CD where you can hear what each instrument sounds like. For more information, go to 
theuncledevinshow.com. That's theuncledevin, D-E-V-I-N, show.com. If you want to join this conversation, you can give us a call. I, I didn't open up the phone lines earlier, but you can go to uh, 1-800 or dial one 800 450 7876. That's 1-800-450-7876 uh, to speak with and to join the conversation with Will Keeps. Now, Will, let's, let's continue to talk a little bit about, about that. I know that there's been a lot of um, controversy around the NFL when Jay-Z announced uh, uh, that he formed a partnership with the NFL and um, his conversation to saying, you know, the time for kneeling is over. And he has now come underneath a lot of attack. Can you relate to any of what you, kind of what he's gone through to what you're going through in any sense, or do you see any correlation I, there? I can relate to it a little bit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? When it comes down to Jay Z, mm-hmm. I know Jay Z about his money too. Okay, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, but but when when it comes down to what he said he's doing, yes, he's 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 sitting at the table. Okay, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. When it comes when it when it comes down to the kneeling thing, yes. you know, to be honest. When it, with the milling for me was yes. great. You know what I mean? Right. It was great. We did that now. That went all. We we made a statement. That went all over the globe, not just the United States. Right. It went all over the globe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we did that. We made a. We made some noise. Now what? Okay. Now what else? Okay. So when I'm thinking with Jay Z, he's saying, okay, what else now is I'm at the table. Okay. Now I can make some changes. Okay. Now I can be a voice. Now they're gonna listen to me now because I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm Jay Z and I'm a billionaire and I got to the got to the place where I want to be so I can help out people even more. So if he's doing it for that, then I'm all down for that because that's what I'm doing it for. Right. I'm working with the governor, working with the police chief, working with you know what I'm saying, the community, mm-hmm. the mayor, all that stuff to be at the table so I can help make change. So talk about that. I, in fact, I even saw uh, the some some video and pictures of you and the governor. Talk a little bit about the work that you are doing with them there. Well, the governor, we, the one thing that I love about is, is one thing that I like to do is, is, is build relationships. Okay. You know what I mean? I love building relationships. Now, did I think that I was going to build a relationship with the governor? And who was no. the governor, by the way? Uh, governor Kim Reynolds. Okay, Kim Reynolds, right. Mm-hmm. And, she's, and she's a Republican. You know what okay. I'm saying? I'm a Democrat. We don't want to get to the politics stuff, but, okay. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, it's not about being a Republican or a Democrat. It's about building a relationship. Okay. You know, a lot of a, a lot of the leaders out here don't understand how to deal with our culture. Right. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if they are willing, but if that is, they are willing to learn and willing to listen and willing to hear. Yes. Then th- those are the people that I want to work with. And okay. Kim Reynolds is one of the people that I, is willing to listen. She don't care if I got a do rag on my head or two slashes on my face. Okay. You know what I mean? Right. She don't care about. She don't care about black. She don't care about that I wear number Tims and jeans. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? She don't yeah. care about. She don't care about none of that. She right. just cares about the passion of of, of helping out the youth. You know, I, bringing people together. In some of the videos I saw, she seems like she's got a lot of character too. I've seen her standing on chairs to take pictures with you, and just, you know, and not yeah. afraid to just be who she is. Well, I mean, so I, I I can I not knowing anything about her, I just happened to see the video images, and she seemed to just kind of it's a free spirit almost in that regard. She is a very free spirit, okay. and because some, because she's Republican, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Some people. Want to want to bash her because she support Donald Trump, you know what I mean, and stuff like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. But but people don't understand who she is. See, I, every time I take a picture with her, somebody want to throw up some politics stuff. Man, I'm with my friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She may be the governor, but she's my friend. You know, okay. and it's like okay. le- less and, and she and and we and we get to talk to each other and 
and she asks a bunch of questions about, you know what I'm saying, how, you know, how can I do this? How can I make this better? How can I, you know, and she's very, she's very into understanding the culture. Okay. So what, what know, type of work, what type of programs are, are, have, are coming uh, as a result of your connection with her? What, what, what are some of the things that you've been able to develop? Well, I have a program called The Porch. Okay. You know, and The Porch is in like in six or seven different schools right now. You okay. know, and what The Porch is is that being from Chicago, mm-hmm. we used to sit on The Porch all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's we it's cold up there, though. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we, in the winter. You know, maybe uh, summer. Uh, we said it's cold, too. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, go ahead. But, the, but, but we used to sit on The Porch, and we would talk about, we would roast each other, talk about girls, you know what I mean? But then all of a sudden, a serious conversation would pop up. Mm-hmm. And then we'll start talking about serious conversation, not realizing we're really talking serious right now. Okay. And then, or, or something will happen the day before. Or somebody will come up and be like, you know what I'm saying, did you hear what happened to uh, Mike, you know what I'm saying, whatever. And we'll start talking about that. Well, my program, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. It's like we're sitting on a porch. Okay. And we go in there and we just talk about anything. And all of a sudden, something serious will pop up. Okay. It's like these kids don't want no, it's like they don't want a curriculum. They don't want to read no book. They just want to just talk okay and so now while we're in that room mm-hmm. we're just talking and for a t- for 10 minutes or so we'll talk about something serious unless that 10 minutes go longer because that conversation that got real strong okay you know so you. that's what the program is about to just relax be free roast each and i and i let them roast each other because yeah i want to see who's going to take it to the next <laughs> right. level well that's part of you culture I mean? i'm sorry that's part of culture that that that's you know, back in the day, they called it playing the dozens. And here in D.C. area, right. we call it joning on each other, whatever the case may be. But mm-hmm. that's that's just part of culture right there. You know, I I, I love that part of it. Well, how can fi- people find out more information about The Porch and about the work that you're doing? Well, the name of my nonprofit is called Starts Right Here. Starts okay. Right Here. So I'm saying I'm it's, it's, you, I'm starting over. I'm I'm. I'm resetting. You know what I'm saying? It starts right here. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care if you're in your kitchen. It starts right here, changing your life, changing your mindset, changing the way you think. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It starts right here. Okay. So if you go to startsrighthere.org. Okay. Startsrighthere.org. You can see my videos and everything that I'm doing with the community and how all the kids are involved, how the governor is involved, the police chief is involved, how the mayor is involved, how the churches are involved, mm-hmm. how everybody is involved in this. Man, I'm telling you right now, I had no idea I was going to be this activist. Wow. And all because, because of, all growing, because of that, up as a, that challenge yeah. your child gave you, all because of that challenge. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. God, man, God, God had this plan for me, man, for a long time, and I ignored it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, and it's like when my kids came to me, I was like, yo, I, I got to do something. But I still didn't know I was going to be this. You know what I mean? Right. And so now it's like I'm a, it's like I'm a vessel. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like. It's, it's like I'm, I'm trying to create other vessels, you know what I'm saying, where, where kids can actually, so they can they can actually, it's like I'm giving them hope. Okay. Like in Des Moines, Iowa, man, mm-hmm. when it comes down to the black community, it's like we get nothing but crumbs a lot. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. And so now I want to be in the position to be able to say, look, we've got to get more than crumbs, y'all. That this is hope. Yeah. This is this is this is it. You talk about yeah. that superhero, right? Yeah. I had these powers for a long time. I didn't know how to use them. Right. You know what I mean? You kids got them, even adults, you got this power you have for a long time. You don't know how to use them. So mm-hmm. let's figure this out. Let's figure out these yeah. powers. That's right. You know, one well, my first uh, uh really awareness of Iowa was um I I'm uh, outside of music, I am a diversity and EEO specialist, equal employment opportunity, and we did a training. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a video and it was a, a beautiful teacher. Uh, you may be familiar with her because, you you know, you're in Iowa. Uh, Jane Elliott. I show oh. you if you haven't, you got to look her up. But back okay. in the day after Dr. King was killed, 
she she was a a teacher of an all white all Christian school in Iowa, and she mm-hmm. wanted to teach her children, um, uh, give them a real life example of discrimination. So what she did was just to make it real short, she divided up the class based upon the color of their eyes. I know what you're talking about. You know now. the eyes. Okay, yeah. Go ahead. And mm-hmm. so one one the the blue eyed students were the dominant ones for the day, and then the brown eyed students were the negative ones. So they they got you know 15 minutes less of uh, of, of recess and they couldn't go back for seconds for for lunch and they were always looked at as negative and then the next day she switched it and the brown eye students were on the top and the brown black and the blue eye students were on the bottom anyone right now could just look go to uh, youtube and just type up the the, the eye study i e y e or the green eye study, whatever the case may be or look up jane elliott and then they they brought those students back 20 years later and they talked about the impact that they had on them in their, in their lives and i believe that they put that in a lot of the curriculum throughout the state of Ohio, um, which I thought was, was just ph- phenomenal. So I do remember, remember, remember that. i tell you what, well, let me try one thing real quick. Do you have about 30 seconds of something that you can spit up on the, on the mind rhyme? I don't know if you want to sing something or rhyme something. Can I put you on the spot and see if you got something you want to, well, do you want me to do something of my own? Or just yeah, some, some of your own <laughs> if you got, if you just, for just quick 30 see, seconds, um, if you got something, I know you get, you know, just, we got well. We actually got two minutes, so I need you to do me some. If you give about fifteen seconds or twenty seconds, or just something that you want right. to just kind of recite for me. I'm seeing right before my eyes. I'm seeing all the hurt I was praying wouldn't come. I'm finding my way, the only way that I know how. Ooh, help me please, cause I'm feeling like the only one, feeling like the only one, feeling like the only one, but I'm not the only one, climbing up this mountain, feeling like I'm wearing down, not even close, I'm wearing down, but I know that I never be the one who will never quit. You're pushing me higher, pushing me higher, giving me fire, something like that. Oh, man, thank you, brother. I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I, you know what? A true uh, artist doesn't mind coming up and, and, and shining like that. Brother, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show and sharing with us the wonderful work you're doing out there in Iowa. I want to encourage you. I want to thank you for sharing your story because you've helped out a lot of people who also may have been abused. And we have your contact information. You can go to uh, Will Keeps. W-I-L-L-K-E-E-P-S dot com. You can also go to, what's the organization, Start? Starts right here. Starts right here. Thank you, my brother, for being here. And thank you all listening audience for tuning in to another wonderful show. This is the Uncle Devin Show. And remember, life is a drum. So beat it. Washington, D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM, W.O.S. and 95.9.